0: Welcome to Loving the Christ Life. I'm Brad Wilson. Welcome to another edition of Loving the Christ Life. We're so happy you could be with us, and we hope this in Christ message that we are bringing to you each week is changing your life in such a positive way. We are in the book of Romans with Warren Litzman right now, and what great messages they are. Going back to the archives, here's Warren.
1: Greetings, dear friends. I'm Warren Litzman. I'm in Dallas, Texas, but I'm preaching to the ends of the earth, this gospel of Jesus Christ. I can do that through the computer. Now, if anybody has a computer and they want to hear the message of Jesus Christ and Him crucified, all they got to do is go to our webpage, the Christ Life webpage, and they can get this message every day, a new message every day. So glad you tuned in today, and may God bless you and use you is my prayer, and may what I say in the words of the Scripture be a blessing to you. We're studying in Romans, the fifth chapter, and we've reached verse 7. It says in verse 7, right after verse 6 says, Christ died for the ungodly, you got to have that last line of verse 6 to really understand this. The next line, verse 7, goes, On to say, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. And peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. All right, the Lord's laying out some important words here through the Apostle Paul. To help us know that this business of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection is not a simple thing. It is a well-thought-out plan. It is something that God gave great attention to. I believe it's something God had in his mind before he created anything in this world. He planned for the Lamb to be slain before he created anything in this world. And so it's easy to see how a verse like this is not just something that come up suddenly. But it's something that had been in God's mind from the beginning. Why didn't he bring it forth in the Old Testament? They weren't ready for it. What was it God needed to know before man would be ready for his final gospel? It's very simple. God wanted to know what it would take for men to love him more than they loved themselves. You read the history of people in the Old Testament and you'll see that that's a very important factor that's in every life that fails God. Many of them did fail. And in each of the five dispensations before this dispensation of grace, those five dispensations were a failure. Grace is in the process of a failure now because people are not preaching and teaching Paul's message of grace. And the end result is... People are getting further and further away from the truth because people won't preach the truth. They won't live up. Men rather have law than life. Well, I was talking about these Old Testament saints. What was it wrong with them? They loved themselves more than they loved God. Just pick out one. Who was David? David loved himself and what he did and what he wanted more than he loved God. I could just go to person after person and show you how the issue was really love. What did God want? He wanted people who loved Him. There were people, little people, little unimportant people in the Old Testament that loved God more than they loved themselves. Some of them even gave their life to God for what it was they believed, for God Himself. And so it is. But that's not what the gospel was all about. That wasn't the gospel they were given in those dispensations. And each gospel failed. Each gospel failed. Not on God's part. He kept his word. But men could not find a love affair with God more than they loved themselves. Well, what did God do about that? He had a son who was willing to die and be that one person who loved God more than he loved himself. So this verse 7 says, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even die. You see what he's doing here? He's laying the groundwork. He's laying the work that needs to be understood, something that he couldn't do in the Old Testament until Christ died. But what is he doing this for? He's beginning to say that one who knew no sin bore all sin. He would die with the sin of the world in him, no sin of his own, and when he died, that sin would be overcome. He would overcome that sin in every person. What is the sin that must be overcome? Why, it's the sin of Adam. What is it we've been bound by ever since Adam and Eve met God that fateful day in the garden? What is it that still hangs over people's head constantly? It's the sin of Adam. Church can't cure that. Teaching can't cure that. The only way you can cure that is to choose the one who died to stop that, to end that, to overcome it. Not only that, he died for all sin. He died for all sin. The all sin. The writers that come along, like John, would say that all sin has been covered by the death of Christ on the cross. But the big thing that was covered was Adam's sin. That sin that was in us that gave us a sin nature. Understand that? We had a sin nature. We couldn't help but do wrong. We couldn't help but violate what we knew to be good. It was a nature. And when Christ died, he died for whosoever believeth. He died for every person. Every human being. That day Christ ended his life on the cross at Golgotha. Listen to me now. On that day, every person in the world had forgiveness of sin through his death. They had a new life in the offering. They could trust God that his son would be placed in them the moment they believed. They had many wonderful things to happen when he died, but you know what? Most have not believed that.
0: We'll be back to Warren in just a moment. Wanted to take just a quick break here to remind you to visit our website, Christ-Life.org, and go to the bookstore and find these great messages that Warren has left behind in books video tapes, audio tapes, it's all there. And it's all wonderful material that will help you each and every day. So many books to choose from. Don't forget, there's the big book, one of Warren's favorites, and one that meant so much to him as he's compiled the list of his sermons. And I think it's something that's really special and something you will enjoy. All the books are there. All the tapes are there. Check it out. Christ-life.org. Now back to Warren.
1: When I deal with sinners, I deal with them in the light that God loved them and Christ has already died for them and all they need to do is accept Jesus as their Savior. But you know they're not getting that. Now it's a big thing that when you accept Jesus as your Savior, you join this church, you get this water baptism, you get this thing, that thing, you become one of us, you get in here and help us to do a work for God that isn't the real thing that took place the real thing that took place christ died for sin it was placed in his body and his dead body ended that sin and now a sinner can come to god regardless of how sinful he is and be saved by the grace of god by christ's death on the cross just that simple well then what is he going to do hopefully he'll get in the scriptures hopefully He'll find a place in God, not in a church house, not in the world, but a place in God. That not include church house, but he needs to find a place in the Lord. That's the reason why the world doesn't have the gospel, is that too many Christians found their place working for God in the, in the church building and not giving the new life they had of Christ in them to a lost and dying world. That's what needs to be done. Every Christian must become a witness for Christ they must become that because Jesus was taken away as the witness to the world and it was turned over us Christ in us turned over to the human being the business of winning this world for Christ what have you done about that saint what have you done about that church member Do you have any realization that that took place? That God took Jesus out of this world and brought him up to his house because the world hated him so much and he put Christ's spirit in every one of us who were born again? Do you see that's what God God has done? He put Christ's spirit in every one of us that we would get out and get to work In the harvest field, telling people how they have a new life in Christ. A new life in Christ. That's what we must preach. That new life is Christ. The new life is Christ. We can and we must preach that by God's grace. So our text says it's understandable. It's understandable that there are righteous people who might die for others it's understandable that a man would even dare a good man would even dare to die but what does the next verse says it says but God commendeth his love toward us here's a powerful verse can't get around this verse it's just too powerful what does it say Christ died for us. His love was what did it. His love. When we talk about the love of God, most people think about, well, I've never really seen it. I've never really felt it. I've never felt God loving me. But I want to tell you, He has already done that. There should not be be any hope for any person in the world today to find a savior there ought not to be any hope for that then why is it why did christ die because god loved the sinner so don't talk to me about that god doesn't love me enough to heal me god doesn't love me enough to give me the money i need he doesn't love me enough to bless my business listen to me The original love of God loved you enough that before, before you even knew about it, Christ had died for your sins. And now all you need to do is to confess your need of a Savior. Accept Jesus as your Savior. That's what needs to be done. And that's what Romans 5 is going to bring out to us. A good man somebody might die for. A noble man, somebody might die for. But the scripture says that Jesus died for all men, even dared to die. Why? Next line tells us. Next line tells us. But God commendeth his love toward us. Who is us? You just tell me who it isn't. People in false religion, Christ died for. People that are very evil, Christ died for. People who kill little babies, Christ died for. We could just go on and on and talk about all the evils that are in our world today. Christ died for them at Golgotha over 2,000 years ago. They don't have to live the life they live. They don't have to be in the misery they're in. They don't have to bear the burdens they bear. They don't have to carry the guilt they have. Why? Christ died for them. He made no selection of it. God just poured the human race inside his body and in that body they died. They died when he died. That's the way God got rid of it. That's, that's a good way to do it. That's, that's a go right to the, to the basic part of a human being and pour that life into Christ and see Christ died on the cross and then you'll understand the love of God. How much He loved you. He didn't put it on you to bear your own way to sin. That we need to talk about. But my time is up once again. I love you, dear friend. And the scripture is in our face today. In Romans 5. Where God did the uppermost uttermost, absolutely most he could do for a human being. He let his son die with a sinful human being in his body, and they are now saved. But they must accept Jesus personally as their Savior. Got to go. My time is spent. Be back with you on the next broadcast. God love you.
0: Another great message from the book of Romans from Warren Litzman. We'll be back in Romans again next time. So please join us on this wonderful Loving the Christ Life podcast. This podcast is made possible by... Robbie Litzman, who allows us to go into the archives each week to get these wonderful messages out and bring to you. Valerie Hill works our Twitter account, does a great job. Tammy Laycock does the weekly reports, the weekly broadcast reports that you get when you download the podcast each week. And, of course, it's all produced by our wonderful Teresa Ferraro from the Christ Life Fellowship visit the website christ-life.org. Until next time, I'm Brad Wilson, Loving the Christ Life.